Now we can get to Kevin Gordon. I want some insights on the news shaping the markets, and for that, we welcome in Kevin Gordon, Senior Investment Research Manager at Charles Schwab. Thank you so much for being with us Wonderful. on this Monday. So you and I were talking about just this ongoing pressure on the markets. Where is it coming from and why does it continue? Basically, it's all year long. I mean, what's pressuring the markets now? Well, I think a, a couple of things, probably the first one to hit on the Fed, and we had a lot of Fed speak <laughs> last week, as, as you know, and, and now we're sort of entering that quiet period where you don't get as much uh, or really anything at all right. until the next meeting. So I think a lot of it is now starting to figure out where we come from or where we go from a monetary policy perspective. Do we get to the so-called neutral rate by the end of this year? And then another factor being China, uh, which, you know, a lot of weakness last week from not only the property sector, but now sort of broader scale lockdowns and not just in Shanghai, but now spreading over to Beijing. What does that mean? I don't think any anymore as much from a supply side perspective, but now from a negative demand shock perspective. You're yeah. starting to see that in, you know, reflected not only in the equity market, but now in commodities and specifically oil and energy right. uh, with that coming down and, you know, sub $100 a barrel. And then the third part is, you know, earnings season. We get half of the S&P 500 this week uh, reporting earnings. And so the margin story, which I think, you know, there's a split now in the narratives and some of the co companies that have been able to strengthen margins and pass it off successfully to the consumer and right. then others that haven't. So now we're going to get this split and we're going to really see, you know, who's able to stay resilient throughout the rest of the year, not just this current quarter. Yeah, and you know, as far as China, I was uh, watching one report that said not even the e-commerce stocks were spared. It was just selling. And, and this morning, a short time ago, when I checked all the sectors, every single sector was, was down. And that starts to feel like the baby out with the bathwater. And you start to wait for capitulation. Like, when is that day that we finally say, that's enough, you know, and then the markets start to turn around? doesn't feel like and you really need to have a lot of panic and fear to have that capitulation and so just doesn't feel like we're there yet or at least not for this moment so as we go into earnings now i think the margin is a good point yeah it because is because yeah. what do you think about these companies well i think margins are important always important to keep an eye on to see how strong companies can can stay throughout the you know time when demand is definitely weakening. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, it's not sharp to any degree, but it's it's certainly rolled over and we've seen a softening. But I do think that now with the perspective of the Fed coming in with, you know, tighter and more aggressive policy right. relative to where we were at, that inherently puts downward pressure on margins and the Fed trying to pull it back. Because margins are highly correlated with inflation. I think it's sometimes a, you know, maybe a misunderstood aspect about inflation that inflation is good for margins uh, from an nominal perspective for companies to be able to pass it on. But now with the Fed trying to get inflation under control and right. you know, largely with the employment side of their mandate fulfilled, um, that is a risk to margins. And that's why you're seeing, you know, a divergence in some of the companies that have been able to, you know, stomach it better. And you've seen that in share out performance after, you know, earnings have been reported. A lot of the companies that have been doing really well, you know, mm -hmm. from an EPS beat perspective right. have been rewarded and those that haven't, haven't been rewarded. In the right. Market. And that's something that I, I was sort of grappling with too about margins and when when does inflation become really a bad thing for earnings season? And yeah. it seems a little blurry at the moment because some of the companies are able to pass on the costs, some not. Um, we start to look at valuations and that's something that you're looking at as well. I mean, I know you and Lizanne Saunders are always talking about growth versus value. And um, at this point, somewhat of a neutral stance from what I understand. But um, when you look at some of the metrics, I know you were looking, for example, on sentiment, looking at metrics like put call ratios. Yeah. Um, what are you seeing? 
Well, we had started to see, at least on the attitudinal side, and we talked about this last week, but started to see a spike in bearish attitudes, you know, in surveys that are more attitudinal mm -hmm. in nature, like AAII, uh, American Association yeah. of Individual Investors. But now you're starting to see it a little bit weighed into the behavioral side. So with the put call ratio, you know, on Friday we had the biggest spike uh, since March of 2020. Um, you know, that doesn't make a trend, but I think it's something worth watching, especially right. now if it starts to infect over into broader equity positioning. And you actually are starting to see that reflected in equity flows, they've definitely cooled down in terms of ETFs and, and mutual funds, but also on the bond side too. So you're starting right. to see both of those roll over and pull back a little bit, which I don't think is very surprising because you know pricing has been so weak there. Uh, but on the point of valuation, just you know quickly with this earnings season, I think you know it's becoming apparent that in this quarter, in especially the transition from fourth quarter into first quarter now, mm -hmm. we're no longer getting that lift in the E component of, of a PE, of that multiple. Right. And I think this is why you know there's, there's a smaller segment, maybe more of a sliver of the market that is outperforming well, because this is just scarcity. When you have a less, you know, less of a supply of companies that are doing well, you know, more demand for those companies that are doing well, that effectively you know, puts prices up in those areas. And I'm no, I know you're watching bond yields too, mm -hmm. obviously. And, and you know we started pushing the three percent line, and we're waiting on the Fed, um, trying to get to more, you know, normalized levels. I'm sort of confused where that really is. Is that two and a half, we look at two and a half percent, we look at three percent, but um, you know Bullard hasn't put out, hasn't put aside 75 basis points. But I think most people are putting that aside at least for the next meeting. But 50 basis points certainly on the table. Um, but as, as yields have been on the rise, I'm just curious about your thoughts on tech overall. You know, is there any part of tech that can continue to do well here? Because people start to think as yields go up, tech goes down. Right. Well, in tech, you can weave that in with, I think, communication services and also consumer discretionary. To some extent, that's the right. you know, so-called growth trade or growth-oriented trade. Mm -hmm. I do think, though, that with yields and with those areas in particular, you need to definitely have more of a quality bias when you're looking at those areas. And that's been our advice to investors, is to not just look at sectors, but you have to look at you know, what has strong balance sheets, what has low volatility, right. what has strong earnings revisions. And those areas, actually, that are within tech or within comm services, you know, don't really actually come under that much pressure from rising yields. There's there's not as much of a, of a dent to growth there. And I think it could be, you know, so you can, to the extent you can parse it out, it's probably a good thing. Uh, I can't but wait it doesn't, to hear more you know, about positive earnings revisions. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see more of those. Exactly. In the um, aggregate sense, good know. week. Yeah. And last but not least, you were talking about the stay-at-home theme. Um, you know, when you look at earnings, when you look at companies, a lot of folks, nobody, most people I know are not back five days a week. Yeah. Um, you know, some people should be back or not back. Some people feel, you know, they want to stay home, they're scared, whatever. I understand that too. But then there's just this slow back to work. I mean, there's somebody I spoke with who probably could be in five days a week and goes in one day. Right. So the stay at home theme, I mean, where does that fit in? Well, I think the, the dominance of the stay at home theme is certainly behind us. And you're starting to see that, uh, first you were seeing that reflected in stock prices leading up to this earnings season, but now you're yeah. starting to see it actually in the fundamentals. And this is actually gets back to the, to the tech sector uh, point that you were making. When you think about big tech, which, you know, whether it's the five largest names, the seven largest names, or the 10 largest in the S&P, oh, yeah. they're not all in the tech sector. They're tech-like, and most of them are tech-like. But those are no longer a monolith. If you look at their performance over the past year or the past year and a half, 
there's a huge divergence between some of the more higher quality areas and some of those that just you know can't really make it as much in this if you want to call it a hybrid economy or a hybrid market right, now right. we're not completely switching back to full reopening all the time as you were just mentioning so i just think that investors need to be a little bit more um, certainly discerning and then also selective in what they're picking and it's no longer just big tech wins you know all the time right and you have to look look at the actual metrics on things i mean there's probably a lot of value out there when you Look at other things, right? Yeah. Not just chasing growth. I mean, I think we've had an incredible season already. We got, you know, some great news last week. I think, you know, we have news on Twitter, Tesla, which has been a lot of fun. And this week we'll have Apple and Amazon and Microsoft. Yep. And um, so we'll have a lot to discuss. It's always great to see you, Kevin Gordon Good of Charles Schwab. Thank you so much. I love that um, he's able to come here and be with us in person on set each week. So I look forward to when you come back. Next Monday, it's a good setup for the week. It's really our pleasure to have you on. Thank you, Kevin Gordon.